Hello, I'm Gabrielle Lindsay, and thank you for listening to episode two of the CoPod, which is the COVID College podcast. This is for the English 102 course at Mesa Community College, taught by Dr. Bassett. Today, we'll be talking to Emma Lindsay, and we'll, we will be using the works Reclaiming Conversation, The Power of Talk in the Digital Age by Sherry Turkle, and 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now by Jaron Lanier. <laughs> Today, I'm joined by Emma Lindsay. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself in case someone didn't listen to the last podcast. Hi, I'm Emma. I'm a student at the University of Arizona. I'm a sophomore currently, and I'm majoring in veterinary science. Um, I think the main reason that I'd be good to ask these questions is I spend a lot of time on technology. I live on it I do everything on it like it is truly a part of my daily life from the moment I wake up like I use it for my alarms and then I'm on TikTok social media and then I use it while I'm at work in case I need to study for home like study for quizzes and stuff like I just am always on it and in all forms like TVs tablets laptops my phone especially it's very common to see people turn to their phones when there's just a moment of silence and when they're not talking to someone, um, like waiting in line. Do you feel like technology causes problem or helps it? Turkle talks about this and reclaiming conversation through the quote, these days we see that when people are alone at a stop sign or in the checkout line at the supermarket, they seem almost panicked and they reach for their phones. We are so accustomed to being always connected that being alone seems like a problem technology should solve. Do you think that technology solves this problem or has it actually caused it? I think technology has done a little bit of both. I think, you know, when you're in, like, especially in, like, line at a grocery store, like, if you're looking around and you make awkward eye contact with someone, like, that is never fun. But, um, so it's just, like, second instinct to pull out your phone and act like you're looking busy. And I think that, like, also goes along with just, like, the, like, in terms of looking busy, like, you don't want to look like you're standing there doing nothing or looking lost. Like, I think it definitely is to like save yourself from embarrassment not technically not particularly to feel connected to anything in particular because sometimes I open my phone and I like open a random message and pretend to type and I don't even type anything like I just want to feel like I'm not just standing there and being like quote like a loser like you know I just want to feel like I'm doing something and I'm like I I want people to think someone's talking to me so that I seem important and what about causing? Do you think technology caused it? Uh, yeah, so causing it in the way of it makes us feel more comfortable. So just, again, like any point where we feel uncomfortable in a situation, it gives us comfort. Like we feel comfort when we're in our home and we're on Facebook or like Instagram or Twitter. So like why wouldn't we want to have that same comfort outside of the home? You know, when we're in situations that like can make us socially awkward, like, more than we usually are. So if you're just standing in line, you pull out your phone and text someone, why don't you just go on Twitter or Instagram? Um, I think texting just comes naturally for me because it gives me a sense of purpose. Like, scrolling through Twitter is fun. Scrolling through Instagram is fun. Um, But if I pull out my phone and I start texting someone or even, like, pretending or actually texting someone... It makes me feel, um, like you said, connected to other people, but also makes me feel like I'm minding my own business. It 
forces me to not like start looking at other people and what if they look at me like what if they think I'm staring at them like it makes me feel like I'm minding my own business and not invading anyone else okay and kind of going back to the text like kind of switching um different ways social media has um affected our lives um algorithms are a big part of it and it's covered in both the works um, so who do you think is affected by data being collected by al- algorithms? Um, what are your feelings of being used as a product that is being sold to companies? Um, you know, currently <clears throat> it doesn't bother me cause you know, like, I mean, if I search something on Google and it starts showing up on my Instagram page for like shops for that, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool and convenient. Like. Because then now Instagram has that, like, shopping feature. Like, if I'm looking to buy more face masks for the pandemic, like, I can find them. I can find cuter ones on Instagram than I can usually just on, like, the Google homepage. Like, for now, it is convenient. I mean, I guess when it starts getting more personal, that's obviously an issue. And, like, selling my personal information to companies is not good. But selling, like, my search history, like, that doesn't really bother me. And maybe it's because I'm also, like uneducated on the situation there may be real reasons why people are you know against it but currently i really don't have a big problem with it mm-hmm. turning to lanyard's 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now people are compared to labra in regards to being rewarded when you use social media through things like likes do you agree with his metaphor or do you feel as though you have enough control that compares this comparison is insulting i wouldn't necessarily say this comparison is insulting um, I don't agree that it applies to applies to me, but I know like a lot of friends are like they'll text you the group chat like our Snapchat group chat like go hype the Instagram post and I'm like okay like I'm your friend like I'll do that for you and like I would anyways when I see it, but I don't really do that like I don't post a lot on Instagram in general and if I do like it's because I want to post it I don't really care how many likes I get like it's cool to see but I don't also like I'm never the type to like maybe like delete or even like archive a photo if it doesn't get enough likes mm-hmm. and what about like and kind of in general like even in video games you see you get coins or like gems is that does that kind of compare to a lab rat of like you get rewards for doing something right and you kind of get punished by losing the level if you do something wrong it's kind of like training a pet i disagree with that because i think with video games you kind of have an end goal like you you start playing the video game because it's like oh I want to win like with Instagram like I mean if we're speaking about like my peers they're never gonna get as many likes as like Kylie Jenner like so I don't think there's like winning to the social media for just like normal people but I think in like video games or even if it's like you're playing with a group like if you win a match with someone like it's totally different than like oh I got more Instagram likes than you like I don't think they're comparable but I definitely do see how, like, likes on Instagram or Twitter or, like, views on Snapchat can lead people to, like, think or can have led to him saying that it is comparable to, like, a lab rat. Like, you're getting rewarded for posting. Do you agree it's kind of, like, but it kind of makes the aspect addicting. Like, you want to keep doing it because you get, like, the like or the gem. Like, that's what technology uses. Do you agree with that? No, like with Instagram or like with social media, yes, but like I still, I still like personally I'm not seeing the connection between video games. I just like, or like what gems you say, like, I just like every time I played a video game, like, 
sure it's to win, but it's like I can always step away. And I mean, I can step away from social media. Like, I don't think I've ever gotten to the point of being like obsessed or share obsessed. But like, I feel like it's easier to step away from a video game, whereas like Instagram, like you, you're posting your face. Like, if you lose a video game, it's never like I'm a failure. People think I'm ugly kind of mm-hmm. thing but like if you post on instagram and like you're comparing it to your last post like i got like half the amount of likes on this post than that post like that can be a little toxic but yeah like i can see the comparison yeah um going back to turkle towards the end of the article she talks about these kids that go camping and before it kind of seemed like people use technology as an escape from like their lives for entertainment but the kids realized nature's kind of escape because technology is so common now do you feel now that people turn to nature to escape from technology instead of turning to technology to kind of get a break from their daily lives well I feel especially now there that like we're in a pandemic a lot of people like I'm mostly online for school like you're completely online for school Mm -hmm. um people have lost their jobs like they're just I feel like we are now able to spend a lot more time on technology. Like, going to school, being in person is totally different. Like, I am not the type of person to pull out my phone in the middle of class. But, like, if I'm sitting on my at my laptop and my camera's off, my mic's off, like, it is very hard for me to not pull out my phone and maybe, like, text someone back. So I think that turning towards, like, nature as an escape from technology, I think it just is a very much now kind of thing. Like... I used to, like, like computer time when I was, like, in school used to be, like, oh, cool, like, I'm playing games or I'm watching, like, a TV show in bed before I go to sleep. But now it's kind of, like, oh, like, maybe I'll read a book. Maybe I'll do a paint-by-number. Like, I think it's just finding an escape from technology in general is really good. And I can see why, like, you kind of go back to your roots of being, like, a kid. Like, sometimes me and my friends will walk around campus randomly like she'll talk to like hey do you want to like take a walk around campus and we'll just walk maybe we'll get like starbucks and we can talk like i think finding a like i think the needed break from technology is just a very now thing because of the situation we're in personally i feel like you see um, a lack of empathy skills in people today and i honestly think it's because technology is kind of taking away people skills such as making eye contact listening attentively and attending to others do you agree with this? Do you feel like technology makes empathy skills harder to learn? And do you feel like children who grew up using technology, they don't learn that because they aren't having face-to-face conversations as much as you would without technology? I think it does affect people's empathy. Like, people people now in the age of, like, cancel culture, like, like with technology brought around a different type of celebrity, like people who get famous off YouTube and famous Instagram influencers and even now TikTok, like, people make a mistake and then it's, like, they're being attacked by people and, well, like, word, like, attacked with words. And people, I think people forget to realize, like, what you say hurts people and, you know, I think it takes away from them, like, the guilt that they would usually feel of, like, if I said, like, I don't like you to your face versus over, like, a screen, I would be like, oh, over a screen, like, I can separate that from myself, like, I technically didn't say it, I wrote it out, and I didn't have to say it out loud, but, like, saying it to you would cause more intimate consequences with myself, so I do think it does, and I think, I think just talking to people and truly listening, like, I, I 
as a person, I'm a good listener. I love listening to my friends. Like, my friends love to FaceTime me. Like, I just like listening to them talk. I'm the person they go to if they rant. And I feel like I, just from experiencing technology for as long as I have, like, I think that I've become kind of, like, a pro at, like, reading people. Like, I can kind of tell whether it's FaceTime or just text or over a phone call if I can't see their face. Like, I can kind of tell when someone is misinterpreting my words so that I can, like, correct it how I'm saying. So I think it just takes practice. And that's, like, with anything, like, I don't think it would be right to say, oh, like, kids today are growing up without the skills to be empathetic. But... I just think it's like as we grow and as we further ourselves technologically like wise in society we'd have to learn new skills and I don't think that's a bad thing because like there's always going to be face-to-face interactions with people that we'll have to learn but I just think kids growing up right now especially like we mentioned the pandemic a lot like it just currently is ruling our lives like kids are kind of just talking to their parents and they're talking to maybe teachers over a screen or like over an email so it <clears throat> I think it is just like a learning curve and it needs an adjust- adjustment, but when things get back to normal, like, I think people will pick their skills right back up, or they'll be quick to learn them. Okay, and so with the title, like, 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Right Now, obviously the end goal is to encourage people to stop using social media. Do you think the information from this article would kind of convince you to delete social media, or at least take a break from it? Personally, I just am not, like... I'm more of, like, a lurker on Instagram, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, like, I think that I, like, lurk just on social media in general, like, I barely have any, like, like, my TikTok is private, and, like, so only my friends can see it, and, like, even then I don't post a lot, like, I don't post a lot on Instagram, and, like, I'm kind of, like, a retweeter on Twitter, like, but I, like, I know, like, one of my best friends currently, like, she has disabled, like, she didn't delete her Instagram, but she disabled it, like, or deactivated it. Because she recognized the toxicity in herself where she kind of got obsessed like, oh, this person unfollowed me, then I have to unfollow them back. So I think deleting it might be extreme because like I think social media does provide a lot of benefits, like keeping in touch with your family. That's mainly what I get on like friends and family. Like I love seeing what they're up to. Like I, you know, like I feel like I'm in, I'm in college and I have friends from high school that have kids now and like I love to see like their kids able to see what people are doing just in general so deleting no maybe like rebranding definitely okay thank you for coming back for another episode thank you for having me thank you for listening to episode two of the co-pod this podcast was recorded on anchor and the music was also taken from anchor